When you hear that sound, it means time to fuck. It's time to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe what an the opening. alarm. I everybody, <laughs> for everybody who clicked this episode as the very first episode they're ever going to listen, I, well, we just lost six listen, people. Nah, well, uh, you know, it's, it's not our fucking. fault. It's not our fault people that- People do love fucking. I think, honestly, maybe I'm, I'm undervaluing the amount that people love fucking. We didn't choose to be the podcast known for- like the the podcast people fuck to, but it's what has happened. It is, yeah. Well, I can't believe how many folks I've heard from. Like, hey, we love the podcast. Me and my significant other fuck to. Yeah, it. that's actually it's our honeymoon. <laughs> our honeymoon is fucking to your dulcet tones. We consummate it. I didn't. I never described my own voice as dulcet, but that's what these folks are telling me. They did. They said dulcet, and they. They, they, they said some other it. stuff, and we actually can't even say. We can't say podcast. we can't say a lot of the stuff they said because yeah. it's too graphic. Yeah, but a lot of stuff going into other stuff, and uh, some stuff coming out of other stuff. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of stuff coming out of other stuff. Yeah, like stuff stuff coming out of places that you wouldn't expect it to be. Right. Uh, it is. Um, there are. There are. Well, I've learned new types of fluids. I've, I've learned new types of uh, new types of uh, body arrangements. Yeah. New types of like not even not even bodily fluids, just fluids. Yeah. Coming out of bodily stuff. It's um. I never knew that sneakers could play such a vital role in the act of love making. Yeah, you put them on your hands and you slam each other around. <laughs> <laughs> It is, we got a lot of. We have heard from a lot of people that put sneakers on their hands and slap each other around yeah, during sex a, they while bought, they're listening to this show. They bought two hundred dollar Adidas sneakers and they put them on their hands and they slap. And around. they don't you because they keep them clean. They're, these are just their love making shoes. Yeah, because because once you get them dirty on the street, you don't want to put them wanna, on your hands. You don't want to put them on your hands or coming or anything. So you just, yeah, you, you got to keep them pristine. Yeah. Is very funny to me that we have arguably one of the best episodes of The Simpsons to talk about, and we're going to talk about slapping and coming in shoes. Well, uh, um, <laughs> in the first thirty seconds, I have something on my mind, and I got to talk about it. No, it's fine. If I at agree. any point somebody, I agree. With this you. is a place where someone might tune in. Like, oh, I love The oh, Simpsons. Yeah, I agree. Oh. It's because it, the title of The Simpsons episode is is the title of every episode. So if somebody Googles Marge versus the Monorail podcast <laughs> and ours comes up and the first thing they hear is us talking about <laughs> putting shoes on our hands and slapping each other if around. If you don't like sex. it, send me your address. I'll come over there with a pair of sneakers and slap you around. <laughs> <laughs> we are Homerphilia, the world's preeminent Simpsons podcast. Are we? we are here to cause I'm hell. Not okay. Well, we got sued. Okay, by, we got sued by like thirty or forty different Simpsons podcasts <laughs> because they are all they They're, unionized into the yeah, preeminent they, podcast. They all said that you cannot be preeminent if there is so much eminency happening. They took eminent domain domain on our preeminence. <laughs> they said eminent domain. They claimed they said <laughs> an eminent domain because yeah. they are they said Simpsons yeah. is in their name, right? And but Simpsons is is in our name too. And but be. how can it? How can we be preeminent? M M Mark and Tom and Travis, and they did eminent of the state. <laughs> <laughs> and she had that glove on, like she was gonna. I you know, she was gonna put her a, finger up her ass. As her a ass. kid, I was a huge Blink One Eighty Two fan, and I remember going to my mom, knowing that I could not buy uh, the Blink One Eighty Two record because of the parental sticker. I need you to buy this for me. It's my favorite band, Blink One Eighty Two. 
I'm pretty sure the album's called like take off your jacket and your pants. It was like, <laughs> cause I knew what I knew, like as a eighth grader, I knew what take off your pants and jacket meant. And I couldn't say, I couldn't say I that was to a my couple mom. years younger than you. I didn't get the wordplay of it. Oh, I, uh, and then I just didn't think about it. And then it like hit me like when I was like 20, I was like, Oh yeah. Like jack it off. Oh yeah. It's fucking, that's, <laughs> oh, yeah I fucking jacking off. <laughs> I when Hell yeah, dude, you guys are talking about fucking jacking up. <laughs> when Napster came out, <coughs> my we got cable internet so we could download music. And I was in first grade, and I had songs that I wanted to download because mm-hmm. my older cousin liked them, and I, it was the kind of music I liked. I needed "Pretty Fly for a White Guy" by The Offspring. I needed yeah. these Blink One Eighty Two songs. I needed "Got the Life" and "Falling Away from Me" by Corn. And my parents, God love them. I was in first grade and I wanted all this garbage. They're like, well, print out the lyrics <laughs> and give it to us. And I remember like printing out the lyrics, but I remember like removing words from the lyrics. I like copied yeah. it in a notepad. You, yeah, you and I handed them plain text and I'm like, see, they wouldn't let me download um, like the party song by Blink-182. Yeah. There was something Do about like, you want to come to a party? My friends pick me up in a truck. At yeah. Because there's like yeah. something about underwear. They were like, that's actually inappropriate that's, for you, you little can't. boy. Um, Even though little, kids listen, love talking about li- underwear. Uh, li- little boys should not know about underwear. <laughs> My parents didn't tell me about underwear until I was I, 25. <laughs> I remember like knowing every single word to that album. And then when I'm like 25, like the lyric, he took the seat off his own bike because of the way that it felt popping into my brain <laughs> and remembering like trying to piece it together as like a 12 year old, like, like, okay. So that is he putting, is he putting his penis in the, in the pipe? <laughs> it's like, is that what it is? Cause like you take the bike off and it's just a pipe. I'm he pretty sure he's, put, I'm pretty sure he's putting his penis in that pipe. That, that's <laughs> what, like, that's what I thought. I was like trying to work through what it meant. That's very funny. It is, uh, <laughs> That was that was a group of grown ass adult men who had the sense of humor of some of twelve year olds, and that honestly, that you make a million dollars. That's good marketing. You know, the the way to make a million dollars is to write jokes for twelve year olds, and you be thirty years old. I'm living proof that that does not work. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, it is funny that I, I was about to. And, and my, I was about my to jokes give them shit for having this since we were twelve year olds. I was like, and then you come in a shoe. My jokes are too smart for twelve year olds. Yeah, twelve twelve years old is too dumb for what I do. Because what I do is make smart make twelve years old. Twelve years old suck. Twelve years old, they're losers. Years, be, I don't listen, even. I'm not I, scared of them. I'll go on the record saying twelve years olds are fucking 12 losers. Years olds are so stupid and they're and, such fucking dorks. And, and I'm they're not such, scared of them. I've never been scared of one, and I've never been punched by one, and none of them have ever beaten me up for my the money that my wife gives me for lunch every day. The skaters in your neighborhood, you're not scared of them, and because I don't, I when I walk from my house to the Seven Eleven down the block to get two bacon. Uh, cheeseburger bacon bratwurst every day for lunch i don't run into the 12 years olds and they don't take it from me and then go buy their own rockstar energy drinks and you don't have band-aids on because they hit you with their no, skateboard my band-aids is because of the housework that i do where i do all the the weeds and they have big thorns and they make me cut i don't get cut by 12 years old who beat me up i get cut by big weeds who have big I... big scary thorns because i'm adult who does good adult things, who does work around the house and has has responsibilities 
because I I was work. at the mall going to buy a pair of Dockers when I fell and hit my head on a skateboard that was hanging on the wall at Paxon. Yes. It's not from the boys in the neighborhood. No. And they hit me with it and they took my they, wallet. They pack sun because they, they have no responsibilities. I docker because of all of the uh, – because I work. Cause I work how, for a living. I dock for a living. I dock. I, put, I, put a, <laughs> I have to dockers because I dock for a living. I put on a, a pair of dockers and I go into the office. I go into the I, office and I, I'm stacking crates. I can type 15 words a minute. I can, st- I can type and I can stack crates and because then my boss is like, you got, you're behind on the payment of the, of the shipment to the – boss yeah and my boss and that's who's is in charge riding my ass yeah and if i can't get beat up by 12 years old if i have boss who's riding my ass yeah you would never never in my life would i ever assume that a 12 years old would have a opportunity to beat up somebody who has boss who rides ass if i was strong enough to kick all these kids asses i if 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 i was brave enough to stand up f- to myself or others. It would truly be brave of you, Andy, if you punched a kid in your neighborhood. That takes that'd be a really bold move. It'd be really I nuts if you- <laughs> if I if I believed in myself that I wouldn't be embarrassed. We got done with this podcast and you drove home and you finally punched a twelve year old. That would be incredibly finally. funny. But instead they wish they could punch me, but they don't. And they don't take my money for lunch every day. And I get my two cheeseburger bratwursts from 7-Eleven every day. And sometimes Slurpee if my wife thinks I've been good. It, but only if my wife thinks I'm being good do I get the Slurpee. That is, yeah. And your wife does. She what's, most what's her metric for where you being good? Am I? Do I stay dry? <laughs> do I stay dry? <laughs> where? Where? Am I what to, kind of dry? Am, am from undercarriage to to top. <laughs> and when I go outside, do I make a do I have grass stains on my jeans? Right, because grass stains. If you're wearing your outside clothes, it's fine. Yeah, as long as you take them off on the grass. If I get if I if I get grass stains on my slacks on your dockers, you're the boss is gonna be bad. Slacks, what slacks and grass do not then I'm pass ass. <laughs> She's not very good at rhyming, my wife. No, but I That's know what fam- it means. She famously, she famously can't rhyme because yeah. she got she got into an accident and lost that part of her. Yeah, she grew up on a farm, and yeah. and um, her dad told her to feed the mule. She <laughs> she got mixed up on ends and got kicked. Yeah, because <laughs> it's very easy to to not remember which side of the Sometimes mule gets fed. Sometimes you put a handful of grass up a mule's ass. Yeah. You look you at it, and you can you'll. <laughs> Like she was, she, she was on the cusp of making a big breakthrough as a rapper. Yeah. And she, and you, know, you, you look at a mule and you're like, is there a front to, or a back, back to this? Or is it just one thing? <laughs> is it just one thing? Because, because like, you can't tell. You can't tell. Is because they both, both ends look like I got a long just nose. Got, yeah. It's just one thing. Yeah. <laughs> both ends, big nose, a little hole for eating or pooping. Which one is which? Which one's which? You don't, don't know. know. <laughs> And she got kicked in the head. So, luckily, all the other parts of her brain got stronger. Yeah. But the rhyming part of her brain got way smaller. Yeah. Yeah. You he lose kicked, you lose one sense and all the other ones he, get better. And she lost her sense of rhyme. Yeah. She can smell so good now. 
Yeah. And she, she smells you, great. And she, her she does of, smell great. She smells great. And her sense of balance. I dare you to try to knock my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I dare you to try. To you know how many bar bets I would? Knock my wife over. <laughs> yeah. You, 20 bucks says you. 20 bucks. Hey, kid. Hey, kid. Hey, kid. 20 hey, bucks kid, says you here. can't knock my wife over. Kid, over here. Her sense of balance is outrageous. Knock my wife over. I, 20 bucks says you can't knock my wife over, you pussy. <laughs> <laughs> and they can't do it. They My never can. Does have a tense split. You're not. You're not knocking <laughs> her down. <laughs> you can't do it. <laughs> no one. Yeah. No one's. Um. No one can knock, knock your wife down. She can't be knocked out. Her sense of balance is too great. But if you get knocked down, she just gets back up, get up again. again. <laughs> you're never gonna keep her down. But yeah. I mean, she'll have a whiskey drink and a <laughs> and a vodka drink, and she'll get back up, and she's fine. If she gets knocked down, which very rarely she does, <laughs> I've <Lumba>. lost. <laughs> how many? How many th- thubs could you chump? What? <laughs> how many tubs could you thump? And how much time? Like twenty or thirty minutes, or two, like, two or like, three hundred, <laughs> at least. At least. If they're all lined up right there. If, if they're all lined up hey, right buddy. there and Devin's had his whiskey drink, his vodka drink, his cider drink, and his lager drink, he I'm can knock along. those down. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll tough so them. if I bet somebody to try to knock my wife down before that's let's you know, that's just good fun. If somebody without talking to me tries to knock my wife down, then you're gonna then he's gonna meet Chumba. And he's gonna meet Wumba, and I'm gonna thumb some tubs. <laughs> that is, you did say recently that the kids are never gonna meet Chumba and Wumba, but yeah. you came but home then with I, a black then, eye. Yeah, yeah. So I, I thought it was tough. I try to like, I try to at, like practice one-liners <laughs> in the mirror, and I held my two fists up to the mirror, and I said, "Hey, these are my friends, Chumba and Wumba, and if you get knocked down, the other one will." Try to get you back up again, and I and I got like I got to these are my friends, and they beat the <laughs> shit out of me. I knew you didn't have any friends. <laughs> yeah, as soon as I these, these these you know like they're like all right, you know the drill. Give me your lunch money, you adult man. And I said these are my friends, and they pounced. They took their shoes off and they put them on their hands and they, they slapped they, you they around. Slapped me around. <laughs> they beat the ever loving shit out of me. And they were they were friggin' light up shoes. You know how embarrassing it is to get beat up by light up shoes on a twelve year old's hands. It's humiliating. The Velcro pulling out your hair. Yeah, it's humiliating. It's humiliating. They didn't even get to meet Chumper. Wumba. <laughs> they didn't meet Chumper or Wumba. They just beat me mercilessly with their Paw Patrol <laughs> light up sneakers. <laughs> They paw patrolled me so bad. They paw patrolled me so bad. I, I was walked around the block for a while. I was so screaming a cab. I was screaming a cab, a cab, paw patrol, a cab, and they were just beating me mercilessly. <laughs> mercilessly, not mercilessly. There was, there was no. They did not beat you. They were not full of mercy. A mercy killing. <laughs> they were <laughs> some twelve-year-old. Some mercy killed the guy. I do a podcast they were not with. Filled with mercy. They were no, merciless. My, my buddy Andy actually got <laughs> mercy killed by a twelve-year-old. Wait, got Paw Patrol Mercy killed. <laughs> what a, what a, what a show! Paw Patrol. Dogs is cops now. 
Are they, there is dogs. Are they, cops. Is that like that's a, one of the main things dogs do. Yeah, that's one of the main jobs dogs. Is it have. like a Transformers kind of thing? Are they park car or are they just drive? I cars? think they're park car. I think those dogs are park <laughs> are car. They park car. I don't know. I don't know what stuff. About I, stuff. I, I look at that cartoon of dogs in a cop uniform and I think those are probably park <laughs> car. <laughs> they gotta be park car. Why else would it? Yeah, like they're a car, right? This, that's one of the main jobs a dog. Can okay, have. they are just normal dogs who drive vehicles. No, I still think I think the internet's wrong. I think they wait. Gotta there be are, park they're car. not cops. They are there. There is a cop one, a firefighter one. Looks like maybe there's a fire farmer one. Uh, there's a snow. Oh, dog they're the village one. people. They're the village they're, they people. are the village there's people. A, there's actually. an SNS there's one. A, there's a, <laughs> there's a, a leather. There's an amateur wrestling one. Oh boy! Oh, I was so I was reading about the village people today. Um, as one does. As one does. Because <laughs> I, I when I'm not, I you might not know this if, you know you. But when if I'm not doing one of the, the Simpsons, three people still uh, listening. <laughs> If uh, you might not know this about me, but I also talk about disco really granularly. So while I was researching disco, <laughs> you might not know you might not know this about me, but I can't stop talking about disco on a microscopic level. <laughs> I'm talking about disco many hours a week. Uh, you might not know that about me, and <laughs> you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Um, and you should. You should walk away from me if I start talking about disco. I was looking up the Village People because I was looking up a movie that is a biopic of the Village People. And one, I, I was just clicking on like the members of the village people trying to um, like figure out what, which one was which and like, which one's Tomas. They, they had like a zillion members over the years. And um, one of them, it was like his Wikipedia page was very short and they were like, his brother is the um, guy from Falling Man. And I was like, oh, what's that? And I clicked it, and it's the picture of the guy who jumped out of the trade center to avoid all the smoke. Oh, no. And I was like, the Wikipedia page is like, this guy was in the village, people. His brother's the Falling Man. Oh, my God. Like, when I clicked the picture, it was just the picture. I was like, that's really grim. That is bleak. That is bleak. (laughs) It's got to be some disco band from the 70s, right? Falling Man. No. <laughs> no. I, for, I thought for sure it was another musical group. <laughs> it was not. It was the Falling Man. It was the Falling Man. Ugh. And then I found out that the Leather it's Man. It's always good to, in your in a podcast episode, it's always good to talk about one of the darkest days in American history, right? <laughs> Who cares? I, <laughs> I uh, The Leather Man from the group. Um yeah. Drew his inspiration from the the famous club Mineshaft, um, <laughs> which was which drew, which was the inspiration for Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, Glenn Hughes died on March fourth, two thousand one, right before it all happened. Thankfully, um, <laughs> he was subsequently interred wearing his leather man outfit at St. Charles Cemetery. <laughs> Hell yeah! They buried him in that. They buried him in his leather man outfit. <laughs> That's very funny. Hell yeah! Interred is a funny word. <laughs> Interred. Interred X-turd. Interred. I want to be interred. Speaking of leather, I That uh, guy was buried in that outfit with the biker hat and everything. I got I went got my oil changed today and they gave me a air freshener and I like opened it and put it up as I was leaving the car. I got back in it. My car smells like shit. It's leather leather air freshener. Hell yeah. It's like it's not made of leather. Yeah. It's what someone thinks leather smells like. That is They've invented a chemical compound that smells, that smells like leather. What someone thinks leather's like. That's That's what his grave smells like. Fake. 
<laughs> the fake leather smell. Yeah, you should you should take uh, a weekend every year to go put a leather air go freshener on, the on his grave tour. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's it's very funny that they buried him in that outfit. I saw I got like a one of those clickbait Facebook ads the other day, and it was like the most ridiculous funeral, uh, funeral whatever wakes or whatever. And uh, you'd be surprised how many ridiculous things like that there are. There was one guy who at his visitation he was a drummer, and they had him embalmed and set up playing drums. Yeah. Uh, there was a dude who got buried with his Harley. Uh, just straight up on a Harley, like full full leather jacket. Can you imagine grave robbing a, a grave because you want to get a motorcycle? Yeah, yeah. right. The, uh, these freaking twelve year olds in my uh, in my neighborhood made me made me put in my will that I want to be buried with just my face out of the dirt so they can keep punching it. Oh no! Wow, that's really it sucks. It's, really it's in my will, a testament. It says so these kids can keep punching it. Wow. That's what it says in my will. My, I'm I want not my gonna be kids anymore. I want my face. I want my face buried above ground so these kids can keep punching it. Is what my will abuse my body. It's humiliating. Do you know how humiliating it is to go to your lawyer and say, and say I, wife I, need, I, I need you to cut my wife out of the will. I need, it says everything goes to the neighborhood kids, and. I need to be buried with my face out of the dirt so they can keep punching Your it. Your wife's will was recently changed to whoever can knock me over gets it all. <laughs> <laughs> whoever yeah. whoever knocked me over yeah. now owns all of it. Yeah. I mean, her center of gravity, her sense of balance is incredible since she can't rhyme anymore. It's like you just get your, your eight sense mile, of... Eight mile, uh, like the rap battle part is based on her because she was really good. Wow, that's... That's, and then she got kicked by that mule. That really sucks. That would be funny if Eight Mile the movie ended with <laughs> kicked by a mule. losing the ability to, <laughs> to rhyme. <laughs> oh shit! Eight Mile to sixteen Mile. <laughs> he can't rhyme. It takes anymore. place in Troy. <laughs> he can't rhyme anymore. But nobody can <laughs> knock him over. <laughs> eight Mile to sixteen. Eight Mile goes to, to a Eight Mile to colon sixteen. He becomes mile. a sumo wrestler. <laughs> yeah, he can't. <laughs> You can't get knocked over by anybody. He's got to put on a little diaper and wrestle in Troy. That would be very funny. Why? Why is the diaper part of it? <laughs> Why wouldn't it be, bro? Why wouldn't it be part of it? <laughs> Slip a diaper on anything, and I like it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's your catchphrase. No, <laughs> yeah. Very few people have heard your stand-up <laughs> album. Yeah, but every uh, track ends, slap a, a diaper, diaper on, on it, and it, I like, I like it. it. And <laughs> as you can imagine, that didn't track well. No, with anyone. No, you you are on a lot of watch lists. <laughs> You're on a lot of watch lists. <laughs> yeah, it didn't go well for me. Um, but I'm and in that you way, have like a five minute chunk just about <laughs> Baby's Day Out, and it ends with slap <laughs> a diaper on it, and I'll like anything to. Silence. Dead silence. Nobody in the you can hear one guy cough in the back row. <laughs> and to be fair, I was not performing that for a crowd. I was performing that for a panel of lawmakers and Congress people and police officers. And yeah, stuff. You're, that's it's one of the only stand one of the only stand up albums recorded in the hallowed halls of Congress. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you, Bill Burr. We all know those hallowed halls. <laughs> the hallowed, the, some of the most hallowed halls. Yeah, it was you. Bill Burr's last album was recorded that way. Yep. Whitney Cummings. Yep. Her last album was recorded that way. Yep. 
and famously Lenny Bruce. Yes. His posthumous album was recorded. Yeah, that way. they recorded it posthumously. They recorded it. They recorded his album. It's a really weird album. It's not very funny. It's not. It's really what. It's not very funny. It's not very funny. It's not like his other stuff. It's really different than the other jokes he made because because they recorded it posthumously. They recorded it posthumously. It's not very funny. I wanted to like it. Lenny Bruce is such a cutting edge voice in comedy. I thought it was gonna be good, but I thought it yeah. <laughs> they don't record enough albums posthumously. Yeah, they really don't. <laughs> he doesn't do any good jokes in it is a problem. <laughs> no. There's he's, no funny he's jokes. He's barely doing anything. <laughs> he's not doing much in this. It's really it's really crazy. It's crazy that they trotted this dead guy around Congress and made it into a record. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> especially after the like after the, the way he was found and everything, like yeah. to, to really drag him to, to Congress to record a posthumous album. But it really, I mean, you really set the trend about recording stand-up albums from the hallowed halls of Congress, <laughs> which you're like you're one you're in a long line of so it's like a famous it's a famous thing. It's really a high honor to to record. I'm working on material for the album. And that's why and that's, and that's really why why you went the way you did because you're like. I mean, Lenny set the set the standard recording an album in the Hallowed Halls of Congress. His was not very funny. Mine right. cannot be funny. <laughs> you were you like you made it a goal of yourself. Yeah, this cannot. Mine's going to be less funny than Lenny Bruce's album. Yeah, it's there's way more words in it. It's grueling. And you upsetting. talk. You talk way more than he did in it his. It is a joyless slog. It's, and a, it it's is. a truly <laughs> joyless slog. The critics did not like it. Um, yeah. The uh, the officers of law didn't like it. Congress did not like Congress, it. Yeah, yeah. Parliament Congress, did not like Con- it. Congress almost banned stand-up comedy. Yeah, they almost like they were like First Amendment be damned. I, this country cannot survive if stand-up comedy is allowed to continue. That's not a bad idea, actually. <laughs> <laughs> It'd probably make a lot more people happy. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it would be healthy for a lot of my friends. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> That'd be great. Have we thought about them? Banning banning stand up Federally. Federally. We would never ban stand up Local municipalities never. can handle it on their own. Yeah, they can choose. They get to. Yeah. They have to. You know how hard it would suck if there was a footloose movie but about one town banning stand up comedy? <laughs> the most, that would be the most self deprecating, like self righteous garbage what that hecklers about with Jamie like, Kennedy or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, what a what a grievance riddled movie that is. It would be funny if more people if someone if when someone's like, Hey, do you wanna come to my stand up show where I do stand up and I was like, Oh, like Jamie Kennedy? <laughs> oh, that'd be great. <laughs> I I'd get behind that. That's a good bit. There's a uh I I saw somebody talking about that movie Heckler. Yeah. And uh like the so he wrote. He did a documentary because people were mean to him about Son of the Mask. A movie that we are on. The, I don't know if we've said I love it alive. We is, love that movie. To be fair, it. though, he is absolutely the worst part of that movie. Yeah, he's he does suck. He <laughs> is the worst part. Yeah. He ruins what is otherwise a great yeah. movie. Yeah, uh, but he he had a quote something about like like um, I, you know I was I was I was roped into a project. 
that became something else entirely. And then and then Paul of Tompkins said something like, "Oh, you mean like when you asked me to be in that movie, Eckler?" <laughs> PFT really thought that was because yeah. it starts out as just a movie about like people heckling yeah, comics. Yeah. Like, what a nuts thing. And then it's like, and actually all critics are hecklers. Oh, and man. when they criticized uh, son of the mask, they're wrong. I, after, after we watched son of the mask, I didn't, I didn't end up finishing heckler. Cause it's just, it really is just it's an airing of grievances, but there's a part where Jamie Kennedy calls these two young guys, maybe like 22 years old into his, the green room after a set and he he's got the camera there and you can tell it's going to be like a gotcha thing like like uh how dare you heckle me like this is a professional thing you came to see this you ruined the show right and he sit, sits these kids down and he's like what were you thinking like what what did you hope to get out of this and instead of like cowering these two kids were like I mean, we paid money to be here, and that fucking sucked. It was, <laughs> he put it in the movie. It was amazing. It was he chose so funny. To put that in yeah, there. He I would to... cut that out. <laughs> no, it was humiliating. I mean, I paid thirty bucks to be here. Yeah, and your you set fu- fucking you ruined, sucked. You ruined some my, jokes. I ruined your night. You fucking ruined my night. I pay, I'll say whatever I want to. Dude, I paid thirty dollars to be here. These kids were like, these kids were like, you call, like this is your job, and like, and you're like, bad at it. Yeah, you bad at it. Like, what, like it was like it was not what he wanted, That's and he still put it in the movie. It was incredible. It'd be funny if we got Final Cut taken away from it. <laughs> they put it someone else cut. Heck. Man, I got Final Cut taken away from my documentary. <laughs> and my documentary. Yeah, got man, my documentary about my life. I got Final Cut taken away. He, I don't know if they got married, but he was like him and Jennifer Love Hewitt were together. Wow. Like after Heckler. Wow. He was on Ghost Whisperer, a show my parents like. He. He is he is <laughs> well known in Hollywood. Whatever whatever you think of his talents, people know that he can whisper to ghosts. He can whisper to ghosts. He's one of the only people. Can you imagine after Heckler comes out, he dated Jennifer Love Hewitt. Can you imagine being Jennifer Love Hewitt and being Fuck like, yeah. "I'm the star of a show. I'm, I'm dating beloved teen icon." Should I date Jimmy Kennedy? All of Malibu wants him most. He's the most wanted person. (laughs) All of Malibu wants him the most. That is, of course, it's high on the list. We talk about it all the time. The reason we don't watch Malibu is most wanted. I don't want to watch. Yeah. No, I think it's because we can't find it. Oh, really? I feel like I've looked it up like a hundred times. Might be one of those things they just buried. It's like one of those things where I have to order the DVD for eight bucks. It means I have to have the forethought. Right. You know, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That movie cannot. That has to be awful. Right? I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it's great. That's a movie your wife does not like to watch because it's about a rapper. Right. And she can't do it. And anymore. she can't do it anymore. Melba is most wanted. Pretty it, much anything with rhyming. She can't read children's books. <laughs> not because of the rhymes, but. No, she just can't. She phys- like it hurts her to read people rhyming. Right, right. Tate Diggs was a real movie. The the, the Malibu's most wanted. But it it seems like a oh, it's a B Rabbit, a spoof of Eminem's character, or B Rad, a spoof of Eminem's character, B Rabbit. Right. Uh, originally appeared on the Jamie Kennedy experiment. He thought this was his. It's Pat. His fucking <laughs> ticket, man. His, Malibu's uh, most wanted too. Malibu Malibu's most wanted meets Ernest. <laughs> <laughs> Malibu's most wanted kills Ernest. <laughs> Malibu's most wanted kills Ernest. Finally, 
<laughs> Malibu versus Jason. <laughs> Whoever wins, we lose. <laughs> Malib- Malibu versus Jason. Whoever wins, we lose. Malibu's most wanted takes Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> two mal, two boo. <laughs> two mal, two boo. Two boo. I, if I sound distracted, um, if you're listening, I, I, you I don't want you to think I'm, you're going I'm, through a hard time. I'm going through a hard time. If, if Devin, if Devin sounds distracted, <laughs> he's going through a hard time. I'm going through a tough. You want time. to tell us about it? I got, um, I got swindled out of my uh, collection. Yeah. Um, I, I. As you guys know, I've been um, amassing the world's largest hair, uh, hair. <laughs> the world's uh, largest, largest hair, hair collect. Uh, yeah. yeah, I had the, like hair, like just the most you have. Yeah. Like your garage Not like was somebody's like, or like, but just, just all as some. much of it as I can as get much my hands of on. It. Yeah, um, you had, I, like your whole garage was full of hair. Like you couldn't get anything else in there. Yeah, and I, and I was trying to get more hair in there, and I couldn't. Um, I was actually working with a contractor who was going to build a special hair shed for me. Right. Um, and like you had to, you had to like petition your neighborhood. Cause it was like, like the specs of it were way bigger than anything was supposed to be zoned. Yeah, it was, it, it was, it's not, they don't really have a facility that's ever been built for, um, for to hold this much hair. <laughs> so, uh, I, I was, yeah. <laughs> it was like, it was, it, it was a hair silo. Yeah. It was like six stories tall. <laughs> yeah. I was, well, what we were like talking you were, about you were, was, you were petitioning the city to build a silo in your residential neighborhood. Yeah. I for was, hair. I was trying to buy the old airplane hanger. Um, Hey, hey Darren, just, if you're on your phone. <laughs> just, if you're looking for Malibu's, Malibu's most wanted, don't purchase it. <laughs> Because Devin just did. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. I was reading about more uh, Jamie Kennedy stuff, actually. Okay. I got really I have in. clips of him I saved on my computer of him in blackface, and I posted Oof. them to Twitter Oof. that I thought would be like a gotcha. Like, hey, look at this. Everyone's like, yeah. Truly no one responded. Cared. It got like, it got no likes. <laughs> like, no one liked it. I, I am amazed by this this Tremors thing that I, I just uncovered here that uh John Heater is in the newest Tremors. Uh, Jamie Napoleon Kennedy. Dynamite? Yeah. John Heater, famous Jamie for being Kennedy. in the movie Realize with Tomas Bangalter in 2014. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Jamie Kennedy was in uh, Tremors 5 Bloodlines, but then he was also in Tremors, I think, 7, <laughs> A Cold Day in Hell. Different so, characters. Tremors 3, Badge of Silence. Tremors <laughs> <laughs> 2, Virtual Tremors. <laughs> okay. So the, let's let's go through a rundown of the, the colon... Um, yeah, titles that we like, right? A movie can have a sequel. It can be Viva, like movie two, Viva, Viva Rock Vegas, right? Right. It can be um, whatever two, virtual whatever. There is a we don't we have not seen it. We don't know what it's like. <laughs> there is a movie out there called Virtual Girl Two colon Virtual <laughs> Vegas. Anytime a movie has the same <laughs> word in it twice. <laughs> That has to be amazing. Three ninjas, two two ninjas. Three ninjas, two two ninjas. <laughs> There's a lot of the same words in that. <laughs> That's oops, all same words. <laughs> There's barely when you take out doubles. There's barely any words in that title at all. There's never been fewer words. Um, okay, Viva Rock Vegas, uh, virtual, <laughs> the virtual one. 
Uh, what was the other one we were just saying? Oh, Badge of Silence. Badge of Silence. That's an incredible. There's Maniac a, Cop 3, Badge of Silence. Another one we haven't ever that? watched, but we're obsessed with it. <laughs> I talk about this movie. I've never seen any of the Maniac Cops. No. I don't know anything about not this the, franchise. Like, not any movies or anything. But Yeah. No. <laughs> not any, I haven't seen a Maniac Cop in a movie. In a movie, no. <laughs> Badge of Silence is very funny. Badge like, of what? Silence. What is what a is badge that? of silence? <laughs> that mug took a badge. That, that mug, mug took, took a, a badge of silence. He just flashed his badge of silence. He at me. His badge of silence. I asked him. I asked him a bunch of questions, like straight to his face, and he just flashed his badge. He just of flashed si- his badge of silence. I, I get it. I went to a monastery once. Oh, yeah. Uh, I bought honey there. Wow. There, it was like like every, I get I don't know if it's like every monastery has its like it's it's timely because this is this episode is March versus the monastery, <laughs> which was like very controversial, very upsetting when I I did not think it was gonna be like this, but it was. Yeah, he she like she punched so many monks. Yeah, it was it was pretty upsetting. Yeah, um, I I had a hard time watching it. Um. But those monks were just trying to make their beer. Yeah. And she punched them all. She punched them all. <laughs> and <laughs> I like Marge is, is not the character you would expect to like go just go on a punching rampage in a monastery. No, because famously, if she's going to do combat, it's with a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> right. From the video game, it would be. Hey guys, if you're listening, we're talking about the Simpsons we're talking now. About the Marge's Simpsons. weapon in the video game, arcade video game, was wep was. What was, was the other one? So Marge had a vacuum cleaner. Lisa had Lisa a had a jump rope. jump rope. Bart had a skateboard. Skateboard. What did Homer have just his fists, I think. Right? He did. Or no? Did he have a bowling ball? Oh, uh, we're gonna have to look. I don't this remember up. the other. So the other Simpsons arcade game that I remember playing. Like at the arcade was a Simpsons bowling game. Oh, Do you remember that? No, it was like one of those like ro- I I don't remember if it had the roller. If it had I might the- have taken, I might have told this on the podcast before. But um, my grandma and grandpa used to take me special just just the three of us on a vacation every summer, and they would take me on the Badger, which was a car ferry from Ludington, Michigan to Milwaukee. And then we would uh, we would go to the Chicago Bears training camp for no no reason. Yeah, why not? Why not? And then we would drive down through like the Wisconsin Dells and come back home. That's a fun trip. One one year, my grandma gave me a full Ziploc bag of quarters on the trip and just like on on the uh, boat and said you can take these down to the arcade on the boat and i the boat had arcade oh have you never been on the badger no i've not oh my god it's so so it's like a three and a half hour boat ride should we go from, do it yeah it's so fun I mean, so what else dr- do we have going so on? as a kid as a kid right you drive your car up onto the ship because it's a car ferry that. and then you go up and there there's a big uh, a big area with a stage and they have like sometimes they have people playing music they do badger bingo in there there's all sorts of activities there's a food court there's a movie theater they'll show a movie no i love activities they'll show a movie like on the way over the uh there's an arcade there's a gift shop there's all sorts of crazy like just tchotchke like you can buy tchotchkes and like just all sorts of knickknacks it's such like old school just kind of like kitschy vibes. Yeah, and there was a full arcade in there. Do you remember any movies that you saw 
on the boat. No, I know because there was so much else to do. Like I loved playing Badger right. Bingo because like there was all sorts of prizes and like the grand prize was like a little like a little diagram of the ship like i always played that it was always fun to like go up deck and like look at the ocean like i never watched move i would never That's just like what that would be where like you would have seen like teenage mutant ninja turtles 2 on that phone. yeah or yeah. like no i was know. always too much into the other stuff and like the arcade whatever but what like one year i spent like my whole trip over on the boat with that bag of quarters and i beat the simpsons arcade God, game rocks I like I like barcades or whatever, kind of. Like I, there's there's been this trend where we've seen a lot of them open up. Yeah, but it often feels like these like very curated nostalgia experiences. Yeah, I like I loved going to an arcade and some of them still exist, where it's like <gasps> not just like the five fun arcade games that everyone remembers, like, but also like oh, this is one where you sit on a dirt bike. Right, and it's loud or like pinball the dumb Pete's. ones. Yeah, pinball Pete's has a bunch of shit that sucks. God, I love that place. <laughs> yeah. I fucking love pinball Pete's. Yeah, there's a band. Uh, they're from Ann Arbor. Uh, Pity Sex. They broke up a long time ago, but they shot um, this music video for the song "Wind Up" at Pinball Pete's. And like when I watch that music video, it's all these like quick cuts of yeah. just all the shit in it. It just like just <laughs> transports me. Oh yeah, the music video is from 2013. Yeah, they they'll just, have like. like the Jurassic Park arcade game from 1994 that you're, you're in, inside. You're yeah. in the SUV and it's just like throwing you around and like this this sucks and it's me. awesome. I love I, I love, love garbage. We our brand is we love shit that fucking sucks. <laughs> I just all my oh my sucks. god, all my favorite stuff <laughs> sucks. And honestly, I'm okay with it. I it would be it would be a real like I, I don't remember. I think Miranda was talking about it the other day. She was like, you have to find one of those jet ski arcade games. Because oh. that was a thing where you sit oh, yeah. on a jet ski. They they have to exist. They so. have to. How do I how do I buy one? <laughs> Who how can you get one of those in your garage? I remember absolutely like throwing your whole like your whole twelve year old body into the side of it to like it's like it's heavy and made of metal. Like you can feel underneath. Oh it, yeah, it's like made of and metal. If you if you somehow got your foot caught in the track under that thing, it would just rip. Yeah, your leg absolutely. <laughs> and think- like grown ass adult men are on that thing. Maybe there's not that many left because people did like abuse those machines. I gotta look that up. Like what? What a treat. I I I think I said it on the pod one time, but right before I moved to New York. I found like a, a fucked up. It was like cosmetically really fucked up, but a Simpsons arcade machine for like two hundred bucks. And I was that's one of those ones that is like if you that's find expensive one, now, it's super expensive. Yeah, like it was two hundred bucks, and I was like, I should just buy it. But I was like, God love me. I was like, I'm moving to New York, and I will <laughs> never move back to Michigan. So I, why would I? Yeah, I'll never have room in New York for it, and I'm never coming back here. <laughs> And uh, and I never did. I never did. You never did. <laughs> I never did. Yeah, but you came back here. But you. But never, I never came. Back you never came. I back I came. We all we, we all came, came back, back to here. Michigan. Yeah. But I never came back to Michigan. <laughs> we all came back to Michigan. I never came back. <laughs> Pointing to your head and doing that. 
is I know, it it's like it means funny, something that I don't I don't know if other people people the, know what that means. People right? on the podcast can't can't see. <laughs> we do that bit too much auditorily. We do. The whole bit is so you stretch your arms out <laughs> and say we all we all like, love disco. We all love disco, right? And you're stretching your arms out <laughs> explaining that everybody in the world loves disco. And then you point all of your fingers in between your eyebrows and you say, but, but I, I like I like disco. disco. And it's a we bit that we all like we, disco, it's but a bit I we like do. disco. I, okay. We all like the Simpsons, okay? We were we were we were all we were all raised by the Simpsons, okay? But I, I was, was raised by the <laughs> Simpsons. Pointing with all five of your fingers at your forehead. Can you imagine if that's how like one teaches improv classes? You're like, all right, well, you do your scenes and then when it's time to do a joke, you do then you just explain how to do all yeah. your bits. And then you raise your arms up and you go, we all like, and then you do this. And people will think it's funny. One of the first things that any one of the, like, ant people up here, like, you know, the ant folks asked me to do when I was taking classes was to be, it was Jamin Spitzer, who's now in L.A. He asked me to be in a sketch he was, he was producing. And I was like, oh, my God. And the sketch was yeah. The sketch was he was an improv teacher, and the the it fuck it's like a ten minute sketch. It's first of all, so long. It's so long, but it's such it's cr- funny. so crazy. It starts like a normal improv class, like everybody's excited. He's like the guy. We're all like we all look up to him, and it devolves because every note he gives is you should add a fart here. And every time he does it, everybody in the class gets a little f- more frustrated. And by the end, like we have like our, our sweatshirts off and everybody's hairs disheveled and there's paper everywhere. And he's like getting more and more frustrated. He's like, you don't understand the power of a fart in a scene, <laughs> how you can point, like how you can make a pointed like moment in a scene. If you just add a little, to the thing. it's like, it's <laughs> <That's> very funny. <laughs> Also, if you're following along at home, I looked it up, and the jet ski arcade game's like four thousand dollars. Yeah, the Simpsons more like than four thousand bucks. You could get an actual jet ski for less than that. You could buy that a sucks. you could buy a real jet ski for less than that. That sucks. That's incredible. That's very depressing. Um, what a fucking you bummer. guys. I wish I was dead. What? We got about. We, we should talk about. Marjorie yeah, true. Right? It's we like should, we should talk like, about a whopper of an episode this week. Conan O'Brien announced that he is ending his show. My God! After doing, uh, he's been he's been a talk show host since since this since right this. since March versus yeah. Monorail. He he left. He was a very after this season young professional comedian when he took his late late night show. He was not. He wasn't even performing at that time. Yeah. He was just writing. He was on track to be the showrunner of The Simpsons, yeah. in my opinion. And he left and he did this talk show. And it, he announced this week that it's ending, that he's ending the I show. Didn't, I didn't watch any of the pandemic episodes he did. But he recently took the show format down to half hour. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. I heard, I heard like, it was like it was better, right? It was like more tight, more concise. Yeah. It was like just the bits they wanted to do. I wonder why now. I would imagine he never has to work again. It's if he not a want money to. thing, yeah. And I, I, I am. But, I don't know. He does the podcast now. He does that show where he's interviewing people for an hour. Maybe that scratches the itch of what he's 
yeah. doing. You know, because he's so he he's a good comedian. He's a good writer. Is he gonna write? I I've always wanted him to write more stuff. Yeah, because the other thing is like I don't know the stuff. I like Conan. I like the bits over the years, but like when he writes and produces, like the the shows he did with Andy Richter were very funny. Yeah. The ones he created. And his pilot with um, Adam West was very funny. He's he's an incredible powerhouse for scripted stuff. That, and aside from I mean, sketches aren't scripted. Right. They're sketch, but they're not a they're not a narrative show. Yeah. I would love for him to write more narrative I, stuff. I've always like he did he like during the writer strike or whatever, he grew a beard and did like the live show and stuff and you could see him having fun experimenting with different stuff his entire since the simpsons his entire creative career has been poured into like a daily talk show i would love if he took some time to write a a movie or another tv show because like Look, just look at this, this 22 minutes of TV. It's like undeniably good classic. Marjorie the monorail is such an outlandish premise for the Simpsons. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. The Simpsons gets criticism during this era and the season after it for getting bigger and more cartoonish. You know, so many of the early stories are just the family. And then suddenly it's like Homer goes to space or whatever. I like when the show takes advantage of this. Yeah. You know, it's very funny that they buy a monorail. That's nuts. That's cartoons. And I love it. It's almost like this episode gave the show permission to to get larger. Yeah. Like if you think about what we've seen so far in this and what comes later, this episode introduced the idea that this show is going going to do like yeah like you said cartoonishly big things like the, the town gets works. a couple million bucks and they buy a monorail yeah. that's so they funny. get grifted they like one of the most classic <laughs> one of the most classic tv grifters of all time lyle landley comes in town and takes springfield for a fucking ride after he grifted North Haverbrook and Ogdenville and Brockport. They put him on the map. They put it's he, just a map he drew with those yeah, three cities yeah, on it. Yeah. Phil Hartman gives I don't know, he has Phil Hartman has iconic characters on The Simpsons. This is a different one, right? So it's there is there's there's a handful of one off characters that we never see again that are abs in, in a show that has produced more than 700 episodes there's like a handful of characters that we will never see again one episode that are like legendarily iconic not in just simpsons but like tv lore lyle lanley one of them frank grimes hank scorpio i don't know who i am i missing i think any? those are the main ones those are the, lyle the main lanley, ones, like right? if you woke me up in the middle of the night and we're like who sold the monorail to, to Springfield, I would remember that name. If I if I woke you up in the middle of the night with a slap in your eye with a sneaker on my shoe, I'd be like, "Oh, was that you, my wife?" Oh no, it's Andy. Um, And you were like, "Yeah, who was it?" I'd be like, "Lyle Landley." There are characters we see each week that I like. I'm like, "Who's that again?" Yeah, you know, this one's it's just locked in your brain because he's so like just the energy of him walking into this town hall of how we're going to spend three million bucks and be like. 
I've got a great thing. It's a oh, it's oh, more of a Shelbyville yeah. idea. That's such it's, a uh, I love I that use moment. that I use that energy all the time. Oh well, actually, Darren, it would really it would suck if we ordered a pizza. It would yeah. we shouldn't order a pizza. Yeah. We we wouldn't like. We, we we're not, I've got a, we're not you know hungry. Darren, I've got a, That's not an us thing. Darren, well, it's I've not like there are any fantastic. pizza places around here. <laughs> and, well, yeah, I mean, even if there were, it's not like we could look up their phone number. You know, it's I uh, love that yeah. energy. Yeah. Darren, Darren, you know what? I've got a fantastic idea. I think you'd really... You know what? Actually, it's more of a Bergman's idea. <laughs> <laughs> It's such it's a good so energy. So fucking sleazy. It really is. Wait a minute. No, I, whatever you're talking about, yeah, I no, want it. No, it's a my I idea. want it. You sounded excited about it. <laughs> I, like, it's, it's my idea. It's a Darren idea. It's, it's a Darren idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's then, a Darren idea for sure. We should order a pizza. Then you go right over to a diorama. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Classic yeah. grifter move. Diorama is good grifter energy. Oh, it so is. that When he pulls the curtain <laughs> off of a diorama of Springfield with a monorail on it, it's very funny. Have you, have you ever seen um, the clips of the... Simpsons variety show they did in the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah. They're very cool. They did a whole night of like celebrating the Simpsons in the Hollywood Bowl. Uh, they did like live reads of sketches. They did a bunch of musical numbers. Fucking Conan O'Brien comes out in an old timey straw hat and suit and sings monorail wow. with the whole like his whole crazy lanky energy God, it's it. incredible you know i think i've talked about it i'm sure i've talked about it on this fucking podcast because we've been doing it for a couple years now but um we've the been predator. doing this for a couple we've years, been doing for a couple years. <laughs> what the fuck does that, that really mean crazy. we've been doing this, <laughs> this for a, for couple, a years. couple years we've been doing years. this for a couple of years <laughs> and we're planning on doing it for like 15 more i'm gonna die of this i'm chair. gonna be in my 50s <laughs> If we ever fucking finish this. After I'm 28 be, years, Homerophilia has announced their retirement with the video of <laughs> us blowing up. <laughs> One of us blowing up in the desert. What does it mean? What does that mean? The predecessor to Did Conan. Did Andy and Darren kill Devin? <laughs> yeah. They just posted that video of Devin alive in the corner. Exploding in the desert and they, they just walked away. Is Devin dead? Are they going to do some posthumous <laughs> Are they doing posthumous? <laughs> Are they going to record, record any posthumous? Devin's part is recorded posthumously. They recorded henceforth. a lot of Devin's. We're not done with the show. Just Devin's, Devin's part's going to be posthumous. posthumous. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to get his... Imposthumously tattooed when we finish. The show. <laughs> we have to, we have to, we have to dig him up. We have the, to dig him up and posthumously tattoo him. We hire a really show. gross guy who is willing to, 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 to the yeah the a tattoo artist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, any tattoo. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry to no one. I'm sorry to the nobody that's listening to this. The um the before uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was a good zip that was a good bird what a good that's a that's a sneak on your hand slap at some that's a, you put your sneakers on your hand you hit tattoo hey. artists everywhere hey. um the the predecessor to Conan's um podcast was like he was doing these roundtable things and he does like an hour and a half chat with like the early Simpsons writers just about. The Simpsons, and it's just them riffing and talking about writing on it, and it's very funny. It makes you, it, it like when you hear them doing bits and hang out. You're like, oh, that's the energy of the room at this time. Like the bits, the bits that we latch onto, the all this shit, they have all of their own. Yeah, and you, it all ends up in the show. Yeah, it was very fun. It's awesome. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, you get like the pacing of this is incredible. The the bit saturation is incredible. Like every everything that that's that's when Simpsons is at, is at its height, right? They uh, they have a story to tell, and they move the story through bits. Yeah, it's, every and it's, it's it's that's a level of writing. It's a big plot, but it is a simple plot, which I think that they nailed that. Yeah. They can have this very big thing. Grifter comes in, builds a monorail. Monorail is bad. Got to save the day. I mean, a very simple yeah. thing to latch onto, but but it's not. Like I think that we 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 have seen, you know, the idea of simple plots having to be small plots and i think this is like you said this right. is the first time we see a simple plot that is a, a, a huge undertaking that is a good point it plot. is a very so succinct and simple yeah. thing we like everybody understands the idea of a, a shady grifter coming to town they don't have to lay a lot of track and yeah then, they then, don't have to what because like, <laughs> they lay a lot of track uh, in this. yeah they lay so much fucking track they lay, track. <laughs> they lay, they lay pipe in this episode <laughs> I this show can't I, stop laying pipe. I remember the first time I ever heard somebody refer <laughs> to sex as laying pipe, and I thought that was the most disgust. Like, I like foul. it was like a friend of mine. I was like seventeen. And he was like, "Yeah, I, I, I went out of town. Like, I visited a friend in Chicago this weekend, and I, fu- I fucking laid pipe. I was like, that's the most vile pipe. thing I've ever heard I anybody go say. Pipe on my wife. That's <laughs> the most vile thing I've ever heard anybody. That's say. gross. It's, it's a gross thing to say." It's like you don't even say it. you're just gonna spit fucking late like this weekend. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, I took a shit. <laughs> I laid so much pipe. I ate. I ate so much stroganoff. I laid pipe for days. I'm. I'm. I might have talked about it on the show. The, gr- the one thing I hated about this dude I used to live with is he used turd as a verb. I hated it. <laughs> what? He'd be like, "Hold on, I got a turd." Ew! That's. <laughs> He's awful. like, "I'm gonna run. I got a turd really quick, and then we can." No. Leave. I got a turd so bad. Right no. Now. Yeah. How hard does that suck? I got a turd. <laughs> Turd. <laughs> I got a turd in my Leatherman outfit. I think we've successfully got a turd in my. I, I have, <laughs> in my leather outfit has it's been interred. Hey, Devin <laughs> did a posthumous turd in his Leatherman outfit. Oh my they recorded Devin's posthumous turd. <laughs> posthumous turd. Posthumous turd. <laughs> Holy moly. People Holy do a posthumous turd. <laughs> Lenny Bruce's posthumous. <laughs> the, the, not his posthumous record. The record he recorded posthumously <laughs> is very funny. Um, uh, I haven't even looked at my notes yet. Wow. Uh, <laughs> wow. At the one hour mark. <laughs> I, yeah. At the one hour mark. I do take notes every time we watch one of these episodes. My notes say posthumous okay. turd. So. First off, right <laughs> off the bat, this is one of the most classic non sequitur openings in Simpsons history. It's a second theme song. Yeah. The, the, them parroting the Flintstones theme song. It's a good one. First of all, always funny because this is like the next primetime cartoon yeah. since The Simpsons. So it's always funny when they poke at them. Homer like launching himself uh, off of a nuclear tube, like smashing through his window. Always <laughs> funny. And I like f- from childhood, I will never have, I'll never get that out of my brain. Him singing the Flintstones theme song. Like 
Flint or Simpsons. Simpsons, Homer Simpsons. He's the greatest guy in his story. From the town of Springfield, he's about to hit a chestnut tree, and then he fucking what? does. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's just like perfect, pitch perfect, so fucking funny. There are jokes I never get tired of, and one of my all time is always gonna make me laugh. Jokes is. A car crash suddenly happens. Yeah. Someone's doing something. Oh shit! And then crashing out. He calls it. He's like, I am about to hit a chestnut tree. And then he does. One of the funniest moments in Wet Hot American Summer is when uh, When Ken Marino's driving the. He's like grooving to a little song. He's (laughs) like, oh fuck! And then they run off the road. (laughs) It's so funny. He crashes Uh, into a tree. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen. uh, We're watching the other two right now. Ken Marino is a revelation in that. I, I highly recommend the other two. If I you love that man. Um, get him on the pod. Get yeah, we'll get him on the pod. Just <laughs> we'll like under it, yeah, we'll fucking get, yeah, we'll get him on the pod. We'll talk. We'll get him on the pod. We've been meaning to work on a project together. Um, this is a just like pretty classic bits like Mr. Burns as Schnub, Mr. Schnub. That's funny. Classic, like all time classic. That's, that's Conan O'Brien. Right? I mean, that's, we went like, from he plays that character in sketches. I feel like we went from also we went from Flintstones. We had an Axel F bit in yeah. there and then we also the the monorail song is is that music is that a music man yes bit? yeah it is yeah. okay that's what I thought. right yeah just so there's a yeah. bunch of music in this episode oh, yeah. a whole bunch yeah um yeah it's cool i i, I dug it it's a blast i uh i mean at, at the I, I won't go all over all of them just because it but there are just so many there's so many good bits in this episode it clips along it's just a bit after bit after bit like you, you like they have so much to go like a lot of times shows will stop the plot to do bits yeah and this show's engine is the jokes yeah they like they tell the story through the bits and they add like the thing that I love about the they pack so many things into it and and it's not like because what what ends up happening to like primetime cartoon uh energy in America is that it all gets it all gets family guyized where it's like like it's all these just like throwaway stupid fucking gags and they they almost abandon the idea of having any i like show just for like sight gags or whatever right. when Leonard Nimoy comes into this it's not a distraction it's not an aside he's part of the it's he's part of the story here and even though his things are crazy it's all part of it uh uh and it, like i i i have high hopes because of things like um bob's burgers and the uh what is it the great north is that the show yeah uh uh things like that like we're we're reconnecting with story and some primetime cartoons which makes me excited but yeah, this shit just doesn't exist anymore. There's such a treat. <clears throat> I don't want to uh, dissect the frog with it, but like, like Lyle is explaining to the kids about the yeah. monorail, and it's like, it's really fast. It's very, and Ralph's like, can it outrun the Flash? <laughs> and he's like, yes. And then another kid's like, can Superman outrun the Flash? And Phil Hartman <laughs> delivers the answer with just, you can hear in his voice like, we're getting away from what I'm here <laughs> yeah. to sell. So it's like, uh, can Superman outrun the Flash? Uh, uh, sh- sure. Like, even like it's a just little funny moment. for him to deliver it. Like, yeah. I, 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 all right, I, yeah, okay. Yeah. 
even a moment so like in there funny. where like I would Lisa, never write that joke. I would yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, and then like and then the the beat after that is is so important to what's happening here because we see a good Lisa moment like uh why does why does a small town with a centralized population need this man mass transit system like she's like she's there to like call this she's got the gotcha, out. The gotcha yeah question. also first of all aside it is crazy that the most liberal character on the show is arguing against, against mass, mass transit, transit. <laughs> i get why it works in this instance yeah but when she said that i was like they probably have a they probably have a bus system already in <laughs> springfield um uh, but she she tries to call this grifter out, and he takes her aside, and he's like, "That's a smart question. Nobody else in this room, even your teacher, is gonna understand the answer. So there's really no point because it's just that's just gonna be for you and me. There's no even point. Like like you get so much good grifter energy for him, and like yes, like the like that that moment speaks so much to what I'm talking about. Like it's a yeah. good bit, but it fucking moves the story, and you learn so much from it. Like that I is remember so that energy it's working so on me when I was that age. Like really? I remember, like I remember my teachers being like, "Devin, I can't tell the other kids this, but you're <laughs> smarter. So smart. You're smarter than I. I know you feel like you have to compete with Jacob. You're much smarter than him. You know, like yeah. that's that's you, very manipulative energy. I know you want more feedback for your story, but that would be unfair to the other kids. It's un- you're actually smarter than all. You're too them. smart. That's a very that's a very weird manipulative energy that adults do. Kids love that. Yeah, kids love it. It's bad for their psyche, but kids love it. And then I don't know, like this the episode it just moves in in such a I don't know, it's such a linear fashion. Like as soon as you see Lyle Landley, you know how the episode's going to go. Yeah, I mean they they foreshadow it all the time you know like they they foreshadow it by the other towns they foreshadow it with the um uh, is the rail gonna collapse yeah. statement over and over again it's all the same it's like there's no there's no surprise in the plot but you are excited to see it because you're like what jokes are we going to get they they the nail something here they find something here which again is if everything in the show is a trope or a stereotype, then they do not have to explain anything. And that's what this episode really is. This episode, you know, the second that that con man walks in, he's a grifter. You know that, uh, I mean, you, you can, the town, any question of the town's, uh, if the town's going to be a grifter or not, is answered right away by yeah. the way that they, they respond. It's incredibly smart writing that the, the, the drive of this episode, what's funny about this episode and what, you remember is Lyle Landley and the monorail, but that is removed from the Simpsons. Yeah. yeah. And they give Homer the opportunity to be the monorail driver. Um, and then they give Marge this driving force of finding it out. So they find like a way twofold. You know what? The, back into the story. That's the very idea smart. of like just the perfect amount of dumb energy, smart joke. That is highlighted in this episode. Yeah, so Marge, Marge goes to North Haverbrook uh, to see what happens when this guy uh, uh, brings a monorail to a town, and the town is awful. It's deserted. It was a disaster. Everybody's on edge there. She meets a scientist who tells her about what happened when the, the monorail there collapsed and how it ruined the town, and she's like, you have to come with me to save the town 
So they get in the car and they drive back to Springfield, <laughs> but they get there too late. The, the monorail's first voyage has taken place when they get back to Springfield. And they get out of the car and Marge goes, oh, no, we're too late. And the, the scientist gets out of the car. His hair is different. And he goes, I'm sorry. We probably shouldn't stop for that haircut. And it's <laughs> just <laughs> enough time for to notice the, the audience hair. to be like, wait, is his hair different? And then he says it. <laughs> yeah. It's like when that guy, that guy, it's like a the kayak joke. came up to us in the river oh <laughs> with God. crazy hair and was like, I bet you're wondering why my hair looks crazy. Uh, we, Same energy. We, a is, man, yeah. a stranger kayaked up to us in a river. This is a real thing. A real thing. Well, everything. On Everything's real, but this is extra real. <laughs> this is extra real. An old, an, a man conservatively <laughs> in his 60s with the leathery skin of somebody that is uh, uh, tanned too often in his life. Jet, black, jet hair. black hair died very clearly <laughs> very died. clearly yeah. died black a not man in his 60s does like not have jet black just, i just want to clarify that it's it's more unsettling than you think people uh, at in, home. in a mullet ish cut yeah kayaked over to our group and the one of the first things he said to us was he leads with are you guys in a band are you guys in a band and then I we're kind of confused by the way that he looks. And yeah, and then he goes. And then he says, uh, I I assume that you. I can see that. I can, I can, see, I can see that you were looking at my hair. <laughs> <laughs> you're wondering why it looks you're, you're like one, this. I, I can see that you're wondering why my hair looks like this. I can see like that you're this. looking at my hair. I wanted it to be more like Stephen Perry from <laughs> Sticks. What is happening right now? Yeah, right. It's so crazy. They have so like, oh, I shouldn't have stopped to get that haircut. Just enough time for you to notice it's weird, and then they're like, "This is why it's confirming." Weird. I, it. I, yeah, perfect. it's, it's a perfect energy. joke. It's yeah. really like, yeah. There's um, another one with um. He's Marge is like, I'm with a scientist, and Homer's like, "Is it Batman?" And she's like, "No," and he's like, Batman "She's or no, yeah." She's like, "I'm no, I'm with somebody who can save the town." Is it Batman? No. He's a scientist. He's a scientist. Batman's a scientist. It's like it's <laughs> yeah. this energy of like things are important. They're moving quickly, and then this like distraction. It's yeah. the same thing with like can it outrun the Flash? Yes. Can Superman outrun the Flash? No. No. That is getting <laughs> away from the point. Yes, Batman is a scientist. No, it's not Batman. Let's just get like, back it's to just it. Packed with bits. Yeah. Like Homer. Homer watches. He's watching a commercial for the monorail school to learn how to be a conductor. Uh, the thing is asking, like, are you wasting your life away? He's like, yeah. <laughs> like, are you on your third beer? And he goes, does whiskey count as beer? And they're like, you should, like, you should do something with your life. Be a monorail conductor. He decides in that moment it's his life's dream. Marge tells him, Marge is like, it's not your life's dream. Your life's dream was to run out onto the field during a baseball game. And you did it last summer. Cut to, a, like, a, a Springfield shopper newspaper headline. It says, <laughs> Idiot ruins game. Springfield forfeits title. <laughs> Changing your life stream all the time is very funny yeah. Homer energy. That's the same energy of my favorite movies, whatever's in front of me. My favorite movie. My life stream is to do this. My, fav- my, my favorite dream. movie is. <laughs> my life's dream is whatever's in front of me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we got. Uh, we got Truckasaurus the movie. Yeah, a trailer for Truckasaurus the movie. Because you you've talked about the I've, car. I've, the thing I'm that famous the for having seen Truckasaurus the movie. <laughs> I've seen Truckasaurus the real thing. Yeah, I which love, we didn't believe was real. But it's it real. real. 
Uh, I love it in the trailer for Truckasaurus the movie. The same voice by Marlon Brando. It's a really shitty Marlon Brando voice. <laughs> and and then like... at the end of the trailer, they say celebrity voice impersonated. <laughs> That's such a good a call out. Bit. Such like, a good call it? out meta bit. It's just great. That rules. Yeah. There's a there's a way to do meta humor. And then there's a way to make it really clunky and like, right. like I'm too smart for that. Like that is a perfect meta yeah, just joke. Just like a shitty ass Marlon Brando. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna change my favorite up. Me too. This is this yeah. Is I, I am as well. Yeah. That, oh, the boys too. are back in town. The boys are back in town. Play the fucking Did we song. Do we do favorite the boys joke? Are back in town. Uh, no, but it's I, too, yeah, it's very hard. So my my favorite joke for sure is uh, so they get off the monorail after saving it. Uh, Leonard Nimoy says, my work here is done. Barney goes, uh, Barney go, uh, says, you didn't do anything. And Nimoy just says, didn't I? And then he fades away. There's so many. That's Dude, a my great, favorite joke is the bit. eclipse happens and <laughs> it like stops the solar powered train. And Leonard Nimoy is on the train and he's been bugging this guy talking about Star Trek shit for the whole episode. And he looks up at the eclipse and he goes, the cosmic ballet goes on. And the guy sitting next to him turns to us. He's like, does anyone want to switch seats with yeah. him? This man, like, yeah. cannot get Leonard Nimoy to leave him alone Leonard with this Nimoy, fucking space he's bullshit. He's got such a good trajectory. Like, like to understand what tr Star Trek actors have had to endure with people inundating them with the most microscopic level fucking bullshit ephemera questions and like like those are two great bits the other one is he's sitting at the bar cart on the monorail and he's like actually the the doors uh, in star trek were not um uh were not uh, uh machine like like uh, there was actually a stagehand pulling them open whenever we got near them and this guy at the bar is like Okay, all right. <laughs> it's like uh Conan I love it. uses Leonard Nimoy like this on his show. He's using him in the same way he uses Adam West, <laughs> yeah. right? And yeah. the same way he does in the pilot. These washed up TV guys who are bothered by dorks, but they play them in this like bothered smug, you know, yeah. like it's a, it's a great energy and it's a good way for these guys. I think Conan O'Brien allows these guys to reclaim their career and their image through this, you yeah. know. I think that my favorite joke in this episode, and there's so many. It's so fun. My favorite hard. joke in this episode is actually not in the episode. They're actually going to record it posthumously. <laughs> um, I'll say that my favorite joke, one we haven't talked about yet, is. <laughs> what if I just. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, clap. New yeah, clap. Cut. Cut. We we edit none on this show. None. None. We don't edit a single thing on this show. No, not a if single thing. There's an awkward pause. Okay, so think about all the awkward pauses you've heard in Homophilia history. There's yeah, maybe they're, they're all there. They're all there. There's the all of them. All of them. All and we can talk. Oh yeah. I mean, there's not very many moments where there's silence for more than three. We seconds. edit our other. We edit our other show way more than this one. Um, I think that my favorite show. <laughs> my favorite show is probably The Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. What do you guys think? The Wire. Yeah, it's <laughs> the Wire's good. Yeah, The Simpsons is funny, but The Wire. <laughs> the Simpsons is funny, but The Wire is really funny. Yeah, but have funny. you heard about Baltimore? <laughs> 
really Baltimore. Baltimore. Baltimore is the sequel to Balto, Balto. where the the dog Balto he comes back. He, he comes back and he's like, Have I'm you ever seen Balto too? Is there really? He fucking dies. There's a statue of Balto. There is a movie called Balto Two. I remember watching there it in the car. I swear to God, there's a movie Balto Two. I watched it in a car. It's a direct to VHS sequel. And I remember this was before I smoked weed. I was a kid. I was like 13 with my friend Jacob, and this was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. The dog, out of nowhere, like starts running at a tree and like turns transparent and runs through the tree. What? And then the dog turns to the other dog and goes. You can, you can like, you can do that if you just, but you can like, if you trans, if you just like go, if you, if you like get in your mind, you can transfer through planes or whatever. I just remember Jacob and I laughing so hard. Like that dog just ran through the tree. What are we watching? That is crazy. I'll look that up. I'll clip that. Yeah, we'll watch that. Oh, we got to talk about that. We'll watch that. Oh, you know what? I just unlocked that for me. All right. You know what? I think my favorite joke is so Lyle Landley, uh, makes off with two full suitcases full of money and he's on his way to like on a nonstop flight to yep. Tahiti and <laughs> and uh uh the pilot comes over the loudspeaker he's like actually uh we have a an unscheduled stop <laughs> uh we're going to uh stop for refueling in North Haverbrook and Lila is like huh I've heard North Haverbrook that sounds familiar and Oh no! Oh no! Oh, no! <laughs> and they cut to the citizens of North Haverbrook having been ruined by the monorail, and they're looking at a plane in the sky, <laughs> and they go, "There he is, C three F. Let's get him!" <laughs> you can see him in C three F from this from the ground. Like, what is that? What does that mean? It's a great joke. Does that mean? They knew that he was coming, or does that mean they're so They've broken by the watching. monorail that they wait by the runway at, at every plane? Yeah, that's, at every plane. It's so good. It's such Damn. a good joke uh, that needs mentioned in this episode. Yeah, I, I, I like. There's a reason why this is like an all-time classic. Yeah, for sure. I, I think this is the third week in a row that I've changed my episode. Yeah, yeah your favorite movie is whatever's in front of you. Uh, truly, truly, <laughs> truly. So we're we all have, we've all Roger E. Roger Ebert of yeah. I have a hundred thumbs up. The movie the, was on, so I loved it. I'm the I'm the Siskel. <laughs> I'm the Siskel of the podcast. I'm yeah. the Cisco of the podcast. You're the Cisco of the podcast. <laughs> I got nothing to follow that yeah. up with. And you're the Roger Sherbert of the <laughs> Roger Sherbert. <laughs> yeah, I'm Roger Sherbert. Uh, Who cares? Uh, you guys got any sponsors? I got, I got a sponsor. What's uh, your sponsor? It's, it's. I honestly, I always forget. I'm supposed to come up with a bid for this part yeah. of the show yeah, every no, time. I agree. Uh, I, uh, it's, it's. Pop, uh, for, from the creators of Paw Patrol. They're, they're not cops anymore. Paw Patrol too. Paw Petroleum. On an oil rig. Hey, on an oil rig. Yeah, right? Dogs doing gas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would watch dogs do gas. Yeah, no, that's, me too. That's, that's, that's most of the that's, that's watch, what our sponsor's basically. banking on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to punch that script up, and I'm just going to call it dogs do gas. Good, good, <laughs> it's good, gonna good. make a... Make a million dollars. Punch those dogs. I'm gonna punch those dogs up. <laughs> I'm gonna punch those dogs. Uh, um, sponsor this week is um, uh, uh, if you think you can knock my wife over, <laughs> I I I paid three hundred dollars to put out there. This is my ad. This is me personally, Andy, saying if you think you can knock my wife over. 
Come bet me 20 bucks. Because I bet you I'm going to walk away from that 20 bucks richer. Because my wife's sense of balance is completely indestructible. Come try to knock my wife over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this episode is brought to you by... Uh, um, by uh, uh, Jamie Kennedy's posthumous album, which is coming out six months from now, oh, no. and is going to be recorded in about three months. Oh, jeez! Uh, and if you feel like heckler you, too, if you want to feel like you want to heckle, if you feel like you want to heckle the album, it's in there. It's called Heckler Two. He he's already banking on a. a, a the, ha, Jamie Kennedy's in a really weird spot in his career because he just filmed he just filmed a, a right wing anti abortion movie <laughs> that he didn't know he he didn't know that he was in a an anti abortion propaganda. We'll watch his his uh his New Year's Eve special. Oh sometime. yeah, we scrubbed through it talking about it one day. If you have it, he's always in the middle of. The worst part of his career. At every point in his life, he's he's, at the worst part of his career. At every point in his life, he's at the worst point in his career. If you haven't read the interview, Heckler is the worst thing to happen to a Kennedy. (laughs) 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 We'll see you next week. Homophilia is a member of the Planet Ant Podcast Network and was created by Andy Reid and Devin Rosenai. Developed by Andy Reid, Devin Rosenai, and Darren Shelton with technical production by Darren Shelton. For more information on this program, go to homophilia.com.